Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. We just heard from head coach Matt Eberflus addressing the media at Hallis Hall. A number of things that he talked about. And one that I found interesting, Yurk, was he was asked about how much he keeps a pulse on the offensive game plan for the week, not only leading up to the game, but actually in-game as well, when he is also the defensive coordinator and he is putting together the defensive game plan. He said, you know, good question. Yes, it takes up a lot of my time. It's uh, some late hours at Hallis Hall. But he says he is always in the meetings with the offense, goes over the plays that they are thinking, goes over what he likes. He also tells them plays that he would like them to put in if they were comfortable. So he appears to be very involved on what the offensive game plan is. Now, when it comes to in-game that's another question that um, I think he just leaves it to Luke Getze. I don't. It didn't sound like he calls off any gate, any calls, or or chirps in and says, "No, I want to see this instead." Once the game is going, yeah. And so during coaching meetings, when they're going over the game plan, that's when he feels his input should be given. And once that input is given over the course of time and during practice, uh, then once you get into game day, it's like, okay, everybody is understanding of exactly what we expect or what's going to happen. If he sees anything that kind of freaks him out and says, well, we didn't talk about this or we didn't go over this, I'm sure he would share something with his offense coordinator. But no, that seems to me like a, a, a normal uh, coaching philosophy during the course of the football season that, uh, you know, he's obviously got things to do defensively where he's got to get that game plan going, but uh, he can oversee exactly what's happening during coaches' meetings. The normal coaches' meetings that would happen, only instead of being able to talk to his defense coordinator about what he wants to do, he is the defense coordinator. Right. And he's formulating what they're going to do. But I'm sure he has given some of that to one of the position coaches, too, where, you know, hey, this is what it looks like, this is what it was last week, we're going to do something similar, we're going to add this, 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 and that. And when he has his meetings with his defensive coaches... They probably talk about, hey, how are we going to stop this? How are we going to stop that? How are we going to stop that? So those meetings happen on on Mondays, you know? Mondays, when they get to the building, they have their coaches' meeting. They bring everybody in and say, hey, this is who we're playing. This is how we're going to play it, you know? Uh, part of it is analysis we did the night before, the day before. We talk about it. And then the other part of the day is... Let's get ready for what we've got to do coming up here. So when there were questions, people asking about the multiple opportunities they had at the goal line right after the Eddie Jackson interception. Uh, he's not jumping in and saying to Luke Getze, I don't like these play calls because it took them four, five, six, seven times to get in the end zone. Uh, I would think, though, that if there was something he saw as a defensive minded coach, he would then jump in. You know, and say they're showing this, they're showing this, they're showing this. You know, he's entrusting Luke Getze, and he said he had no problem with any of those play right. calls. Well, they, and they got in, and they did get in. They got in. Well, they got in because uh, a good play by Justin Fields. Justin Fields right. escaped a sack. Uh, as for the fourth and one, the RPO in which uh, 
uh, Justin Fields took the right side, the right corner route. Uh, Darnell Mooney was supposed to block. He, when they noticed that DJ Moore's guy came down, DJ Moore was open. That was an opportunity for Justin Fields to see DJ Moore, but Justin Fields chose to run with it, and then he did not pick up the first down. So that was another one that that was Justin Fields' choice at that point, and he, again, liked that play call as well. And sometimes over the course of three years, choices that you make and things that you do during football games ultimately dictate what happens to you. See? I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. If you're fully behind those failed calls and a, a quarterback... Well, like I said, nobody nobody should be resting up at House Hall. Yeah. I, I, I hope people aren't comfortable up there. Adam is in Wheaton. Hi, Adam. Adam! Talk Hello, to me. guys. How are you? How are you, Adam? So, <clears throat> my one take is everyone's saying it's Justin's fault, or a lot of people are saying it's Justin's fault. Get rid of Justin. They are not getting rid of Justin. If people would open their eyes, the polls has set this up for keeping his quarterback and not getting rid of Justin. You get DJ Moore, you extend Komet, you're looking to extend from the reports. They've sent an extension out to Jalen Johnson. They're not getting – why would they do all this and put their roster in this position to just kick away their quarterback and have all these weapons and basically start from the beginning with the quarterback? I don't see them doing it. They're going to keep building around the roster. Otherwise, they would have not gotten sweat. They would have not even traded for them if they're going to get rid of their quarterback and start from the ground up. I'll let you guys talk. Thank you, Adam. Uh, I, those are all complimentary players to any quarterback, no matter who it is. I mean, that's my first reaction. What do you think? I, um, I, I don't think anybody could be as quick to say that anybody is safe here. That's, that's what I think. He said that. Justin is going nowhere. Justin is this. Justin is that. I, Ryan Poles is setting something up. I don't see anything. Anything is on the table right now. You're not going to qualify for the playoffs, even though Chris was telling me over there. Still playoff eligible. A lot of things have to happen. A couple of losses here. A couple of losses there. A couple of losses there. <laughs> More than a couple and of the things. the Bears got to win. Yeah. More. Well, I mean, I already gave yeah. you three or four yeah. just there. Essentially. So Bears winning out is one. Yeah. Three other teams losing two games. Yes. Are, there's three other things. So yes. There's at least four things that need to happen. So. <laughs> but they have a chance, Peggy. They, they have, have a, a chance. chance. There's still a chance. Yeah. Are you telling me there's a chance? I am... I am not sure what is going to be available for anybody uh, at the end of the season. I'm talking about for anybody. A victory in Cleveland, I think, would have helped solidify a lot of different things. Um, Not winning in Cleveland and losing the way you lost has kind of opened up Pandora's box on everybody involved with the Chicago Bears. Well, and to our caller's point... Uh, having complimentary players to your quarterback doesn't mean you're keeping the quarterback that's there. Those are still complimentary players to whoever's right. at quarterback. Whoever's at quarterback, yes. So that, that to me doesn't say that, you know, uh, I, that they wouldn't have gotten those players if they were moving on. 
that's just going to make whoever is the quarterback. If you're a receiver in college, where do you want to go? You want to go to a place that's thrown for four or 5,000 yards. Right. Right. If I'm a, if I'm a receiver coming out and I got a choice to go to Chicago, I got a choice to go to Detroit. Mm. Where do you think I want to go? You want to go to Detroit. I want to go to Detroit. If I can go to San Diego, I can come to Chicago. Where do I want to go? San Diego. If I want to go to Frisco or Chicago, where do I want to go? San Francisco. If I want to go to Green Bay or Chicago, where do I want to go? Green Bay. Green Bay still. I'd still want to go to Green Bay. Yes. And they got a guy, Jaden Reed, that's a rookie up there that's doing some balling up there, too. So if I'm a receiver coming out of college, if I'm Marvin Harrison coming out of college, and you listed the teams 1 through 32 on where I could play for where do you think Marvin Harrison Jr., who went to Ohio State, would put Chicago? 1-32. to 32. Where do you think he'd put him? 31. Right. Now, I can blame Luke Getze. I can blame Ryan Poles. I can blame Justin Fields. I can uh, uh, blame uh, any, any of a thousand other things. doesn't make a difference. All that matters is that receivers do not want to come to Chicago. Remember, D.J. Moore didn't have a choice. True. DJ Moore didn't have a choice. He's going to have a career year this yeah. year. He, he's, right. what, 70 yards away mm-hmm. from his most receiving yards in his career. Uh, so he's going to have a career year. And that's with a quarterback that has not thrown consistently for over 200 yards. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean. You <laughs> well, what I'm saying is let's not act like the, there's not something wrong either with the coordinator with the quarterback, with this, and I wanted to keep everybody. And my always my question I've always asked is simply this: How close is Justin Fields to being Lamar Jackson? And if Baltimore can win with Lamar Jackson, Chicago can win with Justin Fields. Period. And it's the quarterbacking the way Fields is going to quarterback. It's going to be a combination of the run and the pass. Well, okay? that's it. How close is he? I think he's. I think he's close. I think he's close to being a, a Lamar Jackson, and that's the type of quarterback you're going to get. You're going to get a, a, a dual-threat guy. That's the way it's going to be if you move forward with Justin Fields. That's what you have. Justin Fields has improved markedly uh, the last 17 games of his career as opposed to the first 17. So he has improved. The question is, what's his ceiling? The question is, is his ceiling low or is his ceiling still high? And that's how long are you willing to wait? How long is it? How long, Yerk, has it taken for the quarterbacks that you've played with to actually? Well, so Favre came in 1992. He came in the fourth game in 1992 against Cincinnati Bengals and brought us back to a victory. They ran four vertically at Kittrick Taylor on the right side. Uh, 92, we finished nine and seven. It was a little bit of a mess. You know, he was figuring it out. 93 came. Um, was it 93 or 94? I think came into 92. And then uh, 93 came. I think we we're 9 and 7 again. Okay. Then we we're 9 and 7, 11 and 5. And it was 94 that he had to come so to Jesus meeting with Mike Holmgren. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, three and a half. Well, it took, it took time, but you knew he was, you knew he was special. You, we we all knew Brett was special because you saw the throws being made, and he just had to listen to Holmgren. And about halfway in '94, he started listening to Holmgren, and things got a lot better. You look at his numbers. Look at Brett's numbers when he figured it out. There, there's no gray area. He was doing things his way, his way, his way. He was being stubborn, and then all of a sudden he listened to Holmgren, and then see what happened. Things got a whole lot better. 
When we come back, I'll tell you what his teammates are saying about Justin Fields and all the talk about and the questions about him and his future as the Chicago Bears quarterback. We'll talk about that when we come back in a bit. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Yurik, I was talking about how Justin Fields has uh, had market improvement the last uh, half of his career as opposed to the first half. In his first 17 starts, he was one of the worst passing quarterbacks in the game, totaling a 75.1 passer rating. The last 17 starts, he has a 92 passer rating. Um, He's averaged only 10 yards more, though, in the second half of his career than he did in the first half. So the passing yards has not changed. It's really a matter of cutting down on the turnovers. And this is his first uh, two-interception game, which they'll they'll change that first one was the Hail Mary uh, before the half. And uh, the second interception was the second Hail Mary. Uh, so I, I don't even know that I call those turnovers at that point. Um, so he's cut down on the turnovers. And that's been a big difference. But the passing yards doesn't change. He, he's still not averaging more in his career more than 173 yards a game. Yeah, and it's not enough. It's not enough. I wish I wish it were enough, but... If you take a look, like I said, Lamar Jackson, take a look at Lamar Jackson has done. And tell me if it's close to what Lamar Jackson has done in his career in in yards per game. I mean, you've got to identify what kind of quarterback you have. Hey, he's not your classic drop-back quarterback that's going to sit there and he's just going to pick guys out down the... You know, Charlie Joyner and John Jefferson are not running routes for him. Okay? He's not the Dan Fouts style of quarterback. That's not who he is. So I'm not going to sit and try to pretend that's what I expect out of him. I don't expect out of him. That's not what I want out of him. I want the dynamic individual that can kill him with the run and kill him with the pass also. I want the the dynamics of both of them. And if you've got Lamar Jackson in front of you, even in his MVP season, I don't think he threw for more than 200 yards a game, if I'm not mistaken. I think he threw for like 195 yards per game. In his MVP season, he had rushed for 1,100 yards that year also, and he had combined for like 33 or 38 touchdowns. So, I mean, as long as you understand what kind of quarterback you're getting and what you're going to be asking of that quarterback, then can he be a successful NFL quarterback? My answer then is yes. Did the Bears waste too much time trying to uh, improve his pocket presence? And improve him as a pocket quarterback. I think they needed answers. Okay. I think you had to get answers. Okay. And then he told you what the answer was. Told you that I don't like doing what you're asking me to do. Get me to do too. something else. Yeah. yeah. He answered it for you. So at that point, you knew. Now, where do you go from that point? That's the question that you asked yourself. Now, where do you go? If you're the Chicago Bears, where do you go? Right. Is that what you're looking for out of your quarterback? Or do you want something different? Let's go out to the west side. Isaiah, you're up next. Hi, Isaiah. Isaiah. 
Looks like Isaiah. Oh, we hung lost up. Isaiah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, let's let's Isaiah. go out to Bill in Colorado. Hi, Bill. Bill. Oh, geez, Louise. Hey, uh, <laughs> Jericho. Yeah. First time, long time, buddy. You're you're the man. You're a genius. You're Thank the you. you're the greatest uh, oh, commentator out there. You're so sweet. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I come from a split household: Bears, Packers. So we all we all love oh. you up in Crystal Lake, Illinois. Uh, I appreciate but it, that. So. So what I'm, what my, where my mind is at, you know, kind of my first memories of this team, actually, like, you know, being able to think is when 2006 Super Bowl and all this, and then firing Lovey. I think that I just want to put uh, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles at the hip, fuse them up there, and then fire the whole coaching staff. Keep, I want to keep Justin, but I would trust their judgment, and you know, it's just. I, th- I think we uh, I think we won against the McCaskies without the McCaskies selling the team. You feel like we've won against the McCaskies? I think they've ceded power. Phillips is gone. I got you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Kevin yeah. Will- so on. I yeah. think we know who's running the show now, and that's let uh, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles run the show. Ryan Poles, he's shown that. I mean, the Mont- that's got to be a trade of the year for Montez Sweat and. I mean, I think he's doing really well, and I'll trust his judgment on field. I personally want to keep him, but I'll uh, I'll trust his judgment. Um, yeah, I'll take your answer off the yeah off well, the call. The Montez Sweat trade will certainly make you forget about the Chase Claypool. Oh yeah, trade right. So you had one absolute disaster um, that blew up in your face and became Joey Porter Jr. for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, the Montez Sweat thing is at least a good thing, right? Yeah, sure, it's a good thing. He's come in. He's getting pressure. Yannick wasn't there last week. Still found pressure. He's helping other guys. So the Montez sweat was absolutely perfect. And I, I guess, yes, if Kevin Warren and Ryan Pauls are allowed to do what they're going to do and they end up firing the coaching staff and you bring in a new coaching staff and they're in charge of it, we'll see. As long as they're not putting – who's the goofball from Indianapolis? The old guy. Built, um, the owner? Polian. Polian. Oh, Polian. Bill Polian. Oh, gr- as long as you're not putting again. Bill Polian oh, in charge, yeah. Yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. the other guy from New Jersey, you're not putting him in charge. Of course he. As long as you're allowing those two guys to go about the business, or Kevin Warren about the business of getting a head coach, that's right. fine then. Montez Sweat, by the way, uh, 40th career sack after two and a half sacks yesterday. Uh, his strip sack was the 10th forced fumble of his career. He has 10 sacks this season, six and a half with five games with the Bears. Six and a half of his 10 sacks have come with the Bears. He has at least one sack in each of the last four games. Uh, he, he's been playing lights out. And the effect on the rest of the defensive line and the defensive backfield is has been amazing. What happened in the fourth quarter? That's yeah, all i got to ask. Just the, what happened in the fourth maybe quarter? Maybe they were gassed. Maybe that's what it was. The defense was gassed at that point. I mean, you, you had, what did we say, uh, eight? Was there eight three-and-outs by the Bears' offense? Eight three-and-outs. So, yeah, that, that's going to gas your defense for sure. Uh, let's go out to Lincoln Park. Dave, you're up next. Hi, Dave. Hey, Peggy. How are you? How are you? Good. Thank you. Hey, I, I love your, your guys' post-game show on, the, on Bears. Listen to it every week. I also tune in to watch the Bears every week. So this morning when I was listening to Cap and Hoodie, they, they brought up a point that kind of struck a chord with me, and they said – if you if all you guys do is watch the Bears game and the post game reports of Yurk and uh, Peggy, you're missing out on a lot of other football out there because 
uh, th- this is not how offenses are run. So I just wanted to call in and get your <laughs> get your take on that because I think he inadvertently took a kind of a crap on you guys. No, I don't think that no, that's what he meant. No, he's saying that if you listen to us, yeah, there's other games that are happening in the three o'clock hour in that window, and there's okay. a whole lot I, of I, other I, football yeah. being played. So I, I, if you only I took watch it a different the, way, yeah, if you only watch the Bears play. And that's the only offense you watch, then you don't get to watch the rest of the NFL play. And offenses should be a little bit better. Dave, we're a team here. I appreciate yeah. you uh, having right. our back. Right, we do appreciate. Yeah, it. we do. We, you know, we certainly I, I, appreciate that. But we're a team here, and team, just like Flu said, that team. you know they rely on relationships in that Hallis Hall locker room, and it's the band next to you, and the guys are are pulling together. We here at ESPN One Thousand team. That's right. I rely on the guys next to me, and we pull together. You remember that in The Untouchables, right? No. Bobby De Niro walking around the table going, team, <laughs> went in the field. Team, and everybody at the table is going, team. team. But when at the plate, time for individual accomplishment, right? And then the guy's going, team, team. And then he goes behind one guy and he takes the ball bat and he beats the living crap out of him. You don't remember that in the <laughs> no. Untouchables? Oh, yeah. No, but when no, it d- sounds like the business. When, yeah. when you did De Niro, you actually, your face changed. Changes the De Niro. Yeah, yeah. you actually have a Dame, little. Dame, exactly. Dame, Dame. That, was, that yeah. was pretty good. Or is my favorite uh, De Niro, and, and Carm does Pacino fantastic, but uh, De Niro, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. That's my best De Niro right there. A little bit. That's it. A little bit. Yeah, you offend them a little bit. Yep. Oh, my gosh. All right, let's go out to Robert in Green Bay. Hi, Robert. Thanks for holding. Robert, tough loss last night up there for the Packers, huh? Oh, yeah. I was at the game last night. I had to do uh, a stand for my son's uh, school, and I had to listen to, to them mope all through the whole game. Yeah. But my, my problem... I have is don't get too cute on offense, Lugetti. You have a running back that runs north and south. You have a guy that can, you know, do a bootleg like Lamar Jackson. I've been hearing all these people get rid of Justin Fields. Okay, yeah. You look at, you brought up Brett Favre. When you guys trade for Brett Favre, how did he end up turning the ball over? all the time, right? Yeah, early on, Favre threw the ball over a ton, turned the ball over a ton. Give this kid a little bit more credit because how many times did we change coaches on this kid? We had Matt Nagy was horrible because look what happened to him when he was in Cleveland. They sacked him numerous times. The defense played fantastic, but my question is with Matt Eberflus, why are you blitzing on third and 15? Do not blitz on third and 15 because the, the offense knows that you're going to blitz. Disguise the blitz. Bring your linebackers back because who is beating you up in, in the uh, passing game? Ajuku. Why are you not doubling Ajuku? Why are you not taking him out of the equation? That's, that's a problem I have because I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched bits and pieces of it on YouTube and stuff. And how come when Flacco got out of the pocket, why wasn't there no penalty for uh, offensive holding on our defensive player? That touchdown on Najuko would have been a race. There could have been so many different different 
outcome with this game. But, you know, a loss is a loss. you got to turn the page, go back to work, look at the film. got to correct yourself, Justin. Uh, I've seen a couple of things. That's, I've seen a couple of yeah. things that Justin should have never did. Why are you running to the defense? You got to run away. If you see something that you don't like, do an audible. Get you know, move the chains. What you didn't, what you didn't, Detroit against Detroit. You should have had that mindset in Cleveland. Okay, I'm going against a good defense. Okay, if there's no play. Throw the ball out. I'm fine with it, Robert. Don't, I, I do think that. Thank you, Robert. I do think that uh, that Justin uh, did a couple of audibles. He had a club, couple of RPOs where he he changed it up. Uh, yeah, listen. Let's go back to the 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 Njoku Njoku. Well, you got to choose who you're going to allow to beat you or not beat you. Exactly. And, and anybody that Cooper, says in, Njoku, Njoku is some kind of world beater out there. He caught 10 balls last week, and he surpassed his highest total ever. The most amount of catches he's ever had was 58. He's got 59 now for 600 yards. 600 yards receiving is a tight end. It's not like, oh, my God, this guy's a world beater. Why'd you guys allow a guy that's not a world beater to, to beat you? That should be asking yourself. Why'd you allow an average tight end in the NFL to beat you? That's who he is. He's never been a pro bowler, Right. Never been anybody special. He's not Kelsey. Kelsey gets 1,200 yards in a season. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Mark Andrews for the Baltimore Ravens gets 1,000 yards in the season. There's tight ends that get over 1,000 yards. Talking about an average tight end that ended up beating the Chicago Bears. Okay? Because you allowed it to happen. There are chances to make plays in the defensive secondary and in the linebackers. They didn't make plays. T.J. Edmonds let an interception go right between his hands. He was right there. It's damn near impossible. I think the announcer said that if you throw a, if you throw it through a hoop like that, you win a prize. The ball went right through his hands. Right through his hands. Jalen Johnson a chance. Stevenson let a ball hit him straight in the face. Yep. He wasn't even aware that the ball could possibly be thrown. It smacked him right in the, in the eyeballs. So there were chances. Yes, there's chances to make plays. A thousand chances for them to make plays. You know what they didn't do? They didn't make those plays. And because they didn't make those plays, you know what they did? They lost. They lost a game. In a game in which they had three interceptions, four sacks, uh, there were still more plays to be made that would have stopped in the fourth quarter uh, the game-winning drive. Well, you can you can tune in from 6 until 8, Black and Abdallah tonight, Bears night in Chicago. We'll have T.J. Edwards at Edison Park in EPI on the northwest side, and I'm sure they will talk about that play that went right through his hands. Uh, so many opportunities for the defense that even though they did ball out, there were even more plays for them to make. And, and, you know, you cringe because there were opportunities on offense, too. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll go back to telling you what the players in the locker room are saying about all the questions about Justin Fields' future. That's next. Carmen and Yurko, ESPN 1000. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. A wise man once told me that just because the players are all together and are supporting their coach and their quarterback doesn't mean they're right. 
You know who that wise man was? Who was that? You. Me? Yes, that was you. That when, was you. When did I say that? You said that. Was uh, I in a drunken stupor? No, that was uh, that was in uh, one of our post-game shows after the Bears right here on ESPN 1000 and the Chicago Bears Radio Network, which you can get on our uh, ESPN Chicago app. So uh, you got to tune in for that. More words of wisdom from Yurko uh, after Bears games. Yeah, and, and, and it struck me, though, because... Of course, now the reporters are asking players in the locker room about the future of Justin Fields, and they're all acting shocked that it's even a question. Yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes, I mean, they're not the coaches. They're not the general managers. You don't always see it when you're that close to it. Or sometimes you do see it. And listen, there's no doubt that they love Justin Fields. There's no doubt that he is a leader in that locker room. It doesn't mean... He's the answer. And that is up to Ryan Poles to decide. You, you also theoretically want to be an exceptional football player. I mean, Montez Sweat, you can look at him, and he's gotten paid already. But you can say, hey, this guy's a pretty damn good football player. I can look at number nine, Brisker. I can sit there and go to you, hey, this guy's pretty damn good. You know, uh, TJ uh, Edwards, right? Okay, Edwards didn't come in with the, the big money contract. Oh, no. He came in with a nice contract. Yeah. Oh, he's earning every penny of it, hasn't Absolutely. he? And more. I could look at number 49 and say, well, he hasn't quite, even though he had the interception return Tremaine for the Edmonds. touchdown, this season as a whole hasn't uh, exactly told me that he's earned his contract. Uh, he's played okay. well since he came back from injury. Okay. He's been okay. Yeah. He's been okay. I, and if you look at him in its whole, for the whole season, he's been okay. But I paid for better than okay. So if I could sit and honestly assess the linebacker position and I could sit you and say he's been okay, you have to take into consideration how much you pay a guy to be able to judge a guy fairly. I pay him a lot of money. He needs to be more than okay. And I think at some point he can be more than okay. Maybe it's not going to happen this year. Maybe a year in he gets more comfortable and we see the, the Edmonds that we're supposed to have. Well, look at how much better Jalen Johnson is now. That there's Montez Sweat. Yeah. Yep. So you can Monta- squat and break. You can squat and break now. I, I was just going to say, your linebackers are going to look even better as well as your defensive line as soon gets as better. Dexter gets a little bit better. Exactly. Pickens gets a little bit better. It makes your linebackers better. It makes yeah. your, your secondary look better. Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone plays better when your defensive line can get after the quarterback. Exactly yes. right. Let's keep going on the phone lines in Knoxville, Tennessee. We find Craig. Hello, Craig. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Jericho, I know Carm's Carm's not there and he loves crunching numbers, but you got the football brain. Can you please tell me how many times we set a record for circle of suck, like Sylvia would say? It's every time okay, I'm always on the podcast. I work all the time. And I'll I can't call in on something you guys talked about two days ago. I don't know if you guys will even remember it. But every time I listen to a podcast, I hear you or I hear someone say yeah, we had four interceptions, a pick six. That's the first time in 40 games that this has happened, and we're the only ones that lost. How many times have we set a record in the league this year of circle of suck? Peggy, like roundabout. Yeah, ten? Peggy said it already today. Yeah. What's the record of that? Uh, the three interceptions, the four sacks, the three interceptions. It was something like 97, having... four, and two. Yes. She said it. The oh, circle of suck was something special. Well, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll hear it. 
Thank you. I apologize. I'll, I'll hear it in two days because I'm one. so far behind. Craig, 97-4-1. and one, uh, Records by NFL teams when the defense has at least three interceptions and four sacks. 97-4-1. Oh I'll hear it in like two days from now because I'm so far behind in the podcast. That's so, all right. Thank you. You heard, thank it. You. You heard I, it live. I appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job. And uh, keep up the good work. And next time I come to Chicago, I'm just going to eat good. I'm not even going to go get any Bears gear. I'll just eat good because, honestly, Yurk, they're the gummy bears right now. Uh, I love Fields. And most of these guys that call in, unfortunately, you guys can't say it, but I'm brown, so I will. They only say it because he's brown. Like, close your eyes. Who cares about color? We need to just get a quarterback that actually can play. He can't get past his third read before he's getting hit or dropping the ball. So, my vote, we got to start over. I don't know about the coaching staff, but... This isn't our quarterback. And I love the kid. Like, I praised him when we drafted him. I thought it was hilarious when uh, whatever that horrible safety we have said what he said. I thought it was cute and funny. But now I'm like, you know what? I'm closing my eyes, and I'm just hoping for a quarterback that's accurate that can actually throw the ball to where we need it to be. Anyway, thank you, guys. I appreciate the time on the phone. And you guys have a blessed day. Merry Christmas, by the way. All right, Craig. Thank Merry you. Merry Christmas, Craig. Thank you. We appreciate it. Let's keep going on the phone thank lines. Uh, in Naperville, we find Anthony. Anthony wants to bring up something that Jason McKee brought up after the game on the post-game show yesterday. Hello, Anthony. Hey, Peggy. First of all, you are, uh, you're the best sub for all these knuckleheads in the afternoon. So <laughs> love hearing you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so so two, two questions, maybe, maybe both for your go. Uh, well, maybe one for both of you. So first of all, uh, Carmen's out today, but... I always thought of him as an spirit analyst. He, uh, you know, born in born in Berwyn, moved out to Naperville. I was born in North Riverside, moved out to Naperville. But now he's talking all this smack about Marco Island. And so as I'm sitting out here in Marco Island, Yerk, I got to know. I want I want a good recommendation, and not a not a standard snook in dolphin TV, but I want a good recommendation for Marco Island. You know who and, uh, lives there, question. right? You know who lives there, Anthony. Peggy does. Well, I, well, I know. What, Okay, does she full time or I guess not full time? Are you are you well, looking, right, want- Anthony? Are you looking for live music or looking for food? What are you looking for? I guess for both. We're so Speakeasy is where is where we're going for live music tonight. Speakeasy is uh, fantastic. A lot of fun. The boardroom. The boardroom is where the locals go for live music. It's in Old Marco. Uh, it's around the corner from the Snook Inn. It is the best for live music. The boardroom. The boardroom. Okay. okay. We are we are at my in laws place, and my father in law recommended the boardroom. So yes. now I got I got competition. Absolutely. So all right, appreciate, appreciate that football question. So we're talking Baltimore comps. We're talking tight end. Do we think that Fields needs to go next level passer game, or do we think it's realistic that we could kind of keep Fields, do, do our do our work in the draft, and go like a twenty ten Patriots, like multiple tight ends, run looks, RPOs? Like is that is that a is that a realistic future for Fields, or do we have to either? accelerate the pass game or move on. I think it could be a realistic look for uh, for, for Fields. Um, but I think that the Bears are in a situation where they can go one of two ways, one of two avenues. May 2nd is when you have to establish whether you're going to pick up a fifth-year option It or is not. May. I thought it was March. May Thank 2nd. you for looking that right. up. Um, free agency is going to happen before that. You can move quarterbacks or move people at any point during that time also. So there's two roads I think the Bears can do. They can trade down, pick up more trade assets or, or draft assets, and build this football team and allow Justin Fields to be the quarterback that in the Lamar Jackson framework. Yeah. Okay. 
Or you can right. trade him. You can trade him. Right. I don't know what we have at the running back position, to be honest with you. It's been struggling. I, I don't know what we have. The uh, two guys that can't block. Herbert and 21 can't block at all. 24 and 21 can't block. 23 can block. But sometimes he can't do much anything else. So I, I think the, um, your running back situation is just you've got three guys right now. That's all you really have. They can't pass block at all. They, I mean, Herbert doesn't want to pass block for the life of them. So if you can't pass block, you're not willing to get up there, I don't think you'd be a part of this team. Uh, that's period. Or you trade fields. And you use that early pick, maybe trade down one to the guy that you like, right? Whoever you think, I, I'm not. Everybody Doesn't wants to, have say, to be Caleb Williams. Everybody says Caleb Williams is the end all be all. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I don't believe he's the guy that's going to come out of this draft. Matter of fact, I could probably wager on it that'd be anybody else but Caleb Williams. Do you know what I'm saying? Just because of the way it usually works out over the course of time. So um, you could do either one of them, but whoever is the coach that comes in. I believe they're going to move on from the coaching staff at this point. I want them to keep Eberflus, but this, they can't do this over and over and over again. Just can't work that way, the way it worked in this Cleveland game. I think they move on. So whoever they bring in, they've got to choose a path and, and, and go with it. But I think you've got everything but, a, you know, you got a lot but a quarterback, but you still need improvements in certain areas. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said, Anthony. Thank you, by the way. Anytime you need anything about Marco, yes, yeah. I know. Yurko goes there. He he's a visitor as well. I'm a visitor. I yes. just came back from Marco this You're past a resident. week. I am a resident. I do have residency there. Right. So. Uh, 312-332-3776. So much more to talk about. We also have Crosstalk coming up with Waddle and Sylvie. Um, more to come as we break down the Bears. This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You know, every Bears Monday, there has to be a player of the weekend. Even in a Bears loss? Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a Chicago Bears player. Oh. It could be anybody in the sporting world. Anybody anywhere in the sporting world. Anywhere in the sporting anywhere world. Anywhere in the sporting world. I mean, it could be Bernard Longer and his son, Gerd Longer. They won the PNC Championship oh, this did? past week. Over yeah. Tiger Woods and Charlie? Uh, I mean, who, of course they did. Yeah, it's absolutely. Did you see Charlie Woods drove I the green? Don't care. On a three hundred and what forty seven yards. Tiger's not saving golf for me anymore. Sorry. Oh, I don't care. Bet. And I'm wow, not waiting you're for waiting just I'm not waiting for little Chucky. Put your little pin I'm in not that waiting for balloon. little Chucky seven years from now to do it either. Really? His, his little kid. Yeah, I don't care. There's other golfers out there. I watch them play. I'll watch Liv. Okay. Mm-hmm. Players of the Weekend is brought to you by Total Roofing and Construction. With that being said... Thank you, Peggy. It can be anything? Anything. And I've got one I for know. you. I'm going to give you some time to think, if you don't mind. I, I know mine. All right, then shoot if you want to go ahead and give it to us. Mine has an S on it, the Players of the Weekend. Yeah. I, it is going to... The Texas Longhorn Lady Volleyball Team oh, yeah, with I, the upset in no. the national championship game. They beat game. Nebraska. They beat Nebraska yeah. in front of a record crowd in a year when they are drawing record numbers for viewers. Women's volleyball. women's volleyball. You see that six foot ten uh, girl they got playing for Wisconsin? No. She's a big gal. Yeah. They well, were in the final yeah, four. Yeah, six ten would yeah, be big. Six ten. 
Big gal. Yeah. And she's not on the basketball Volleyball, team. Outside hitter. Wow. Yeah, she's See? bringing it from, from deep. Yeah. Yeah, Texas was number six team in the country. Nebraska was number one. And Texas won it last year. Yeah. So it shouldn't have been that much of uh, of Uh, a surprise. uh, Of a surprise, but it was. Love it. So the Texas women's volleyball team are my players of the weekend. I watched it Thursday night. See? I watched Texas and Wisconsin go at it on Thursday night. Now, do you watch because you like the sport or because it's the only thing on? I was a big fan of Flo Hyman back in the day. I was too. Who was it? 1984. Right? Summer Olympics. Olympian, 84, the Los Angeles. Angeles games. Yeah, I remember the men's team had Karch Karai on it. Yes, absolutely. Right? Went yeah. on to have a tremendous beach volleyball career. Right. So, I mean, those were the teams that I remember watching when I was a kid. So it happened to be on. So we did. We checked it out. Maybe it wasn't Thursday. Maybe it was Wednesday night that the game was on. I, I forget exactly yeah. when I was playing poker. But whenever I was playing poker is when yeah. I was watching the girls' volleyball team play, uh, too. Women, yes. I'm going to go, yeah, women's volleyball team. Yeah. What's your girl, woman, right? Yeah. We're in the same I'm, ballpark, right? Right. I mean, I'm in the vicinity. Not calling it boys' football. <laughs> and I am. In the, I'm in the right bathroom, right? I mean, what's going on well, you never know. Yeah, Shpeta. All right, who, who are I got your, who's your player of the weekend? Uh, I'm going to go, and I don't like usually going with running backs, but this running back had himself a nice special weekend. 187 total yards, two receiving touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Christian McCaffrey oh. for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, no, Should he be MVP? No, 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 because he had a year with the Carolina Panthers where he was phenomenal. He's not having that year now. Um, and Cooper Cup had the year of years for wide receivers, and he's not having that now. You know, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. No, it's oh, going to yeah. be a quarterback. This is a quarterback's award now. They might as well rename it like the Davy O'Brien Award because it's a quarterback a trophy now. Yeah. So all it is the NFL MVP nowadays. What about you, fellas, over on the other side of the glass? All right. Here's where I'm going. Did you guys see the Bengals Vikings game on Saturday? I did. T. Higgins for that catch yes. and spin to yeah. get the football over the pylon before yeah. he's pushed out of bounds. Tremendous awareness. That deserves the award. That was fantastic. Yep. Best thing I saw all weekend for the I, Bengals. I'll give it to you. How about you? Uh, I know Justin. The, I know the Bears <laughs> lost, but seeing seeing Montez Sweat, guys, uh, just go out there and have a have a great time. Two and a half sacks. I mean, he was just unbelievable yes. in that game. It's it's good to see something something in the Bears, a move that's that's working, you know, for polls. So th- this was good to see Sweat just have a fantastic game on Sunday, even though we lost. Thank How about you? you? Thank you, Thank you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Justin. We shared. Hey, you. Like, Justin, we were sharing Justin. shares back chips. here. We shared you guys together. did share yeah. some chips, yes. It's like, it's like when you're out with your significant other, your spouse or, or whoever, and uh, it's especially hard when it's their friend's parties yeah. and you don't remember anyone's names. Yeah. And you're like, hey, yeah. guy. Yeah. Hey, no, how's I, it going? I'm, the, I'm the worst. Hey there, Chief. I'm the worst. What is what? Yeah, Chief. <laughs> yeah. My, hey, Ace. Chief. How Ace, you doing, Ace? Ace. Hey, pal. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris, how are the kids Chris, and what or do dog? You say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have kids and I don't have a dog. <laughs> oh, you're a that's cat right, person. Jason, thank right. you. What's up, ladies? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. That's... Hello. Yerk, they're not listening to you. They did. They, they did. And they gave a little smile. Oh, just the look. The look that they made over here was not. It's the holidays. Not was it's that throw up? Did I see throw up coming out of their mouths? <laughs> hey, let me tell you, they don't have to be thrilled. They just need to catch gander. Oh my That's gosh. it. Oh my gosh. Now they're smitten. Did you get a catch did you get a look at their gams? Uh I don't know what that means. What? No. Are you kidding I, me? I, I don't know what that Someone means. Someone with like such an old fashioned you don't know what gams are? It was wonderfully wintry 
Um, all I really saw was their eyes as they oh, were walking by. Wow. So I just said, hello, ladies. They're in the holiday season. You wow. Know? You're so festive. Yeah, I am very festive. I was going to sing a Christmas carol, maybe. Well, why don't you? Wait, I never. Well, because we're up against the clock. What's your favorite Christmas carol? Um, I like the uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. What a romantic tune. That's like a duet. Yes, it is. You ready? Sure. (laughs) Go for it. All right, the break. We're up against the clock. Come on. Got to be this way. It's cold outside. That's my line. You got the next one. We might just do it for she you. she wants to turn it, you On see? the other side, we have uh, Crosstalk coming up uh, with Waddle and Sylvie. That's next. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final word. You had to have a last word. On Carmen and Yurko. All the games that we won this year have all been executed the correct way. You know, so when you do it right, it is right. 